3: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
2: What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome in to the CHGO Bulls Podcast, presented to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. It's the top of all the rated sportsbooks. (laughs) Make sure you use that promo code CHGO when you download the app and sign up. Yeah. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. Yeah. But guys, Big Dave, BOW, B-A-W-L Sports, Bow. Will the Goat, Will the Thrill, Will underscore Gottlieb. Adult. Our fearless leader slash producer, Joey Spathis. Adult. He's adult. at Joey Spathis on Twitter. He's the
1: adult. No. He's I'm
2: the decided. adult yeah. who is also the youngest of all of us by a decade and a half. I
0: yeah. have not read Mice and Men. Of yeah, you can't be in a I he gave you that homework
2: Mice assignment last go. night, Joey, during postgame. It's a, long, it's a
0: long book. Did you start It's it? actually a very short book. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, I didn't it's even, like not even 100 pages. <laughs> I didn't look. Seen the book. I didn't he look. What did you postgame last night ended at midnight. You thought it was I got? A late night. Yeah. Yeah. I went home. I read the entire story. Do you I wrote, have a copy? I wrote an essay.
2: Mm-hmm. You wrote an essay?
0: I would about, like to read your essay. I would like to grade to essay. The prominent themes and the character of Lenny. And yeah.
3: I'm actually intrigued. I'm going to need this. to read that. Yeah, me too, man. And okay. I'm going to grade it. I'll, I'll need bring to see you guys this. in a copy.
2: I got to grade it with a red errors, man. pen,
0: young man. <sighs> Next
2: week.
3: You got a comma out of place, man. It's going to be your ass. I promise.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like it's going to be how I feel riddled every day with, with misspellings. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. Got my red pen ready for you, bro. I can't wait. Semicolon, what the hell for? It's going to be on you, bro. <laughs> I don't know
0: why I have this reputation as being a bad speller. Not true.
3: No, because you just started
2: because that. I see you with typos in our stuff all the time.
0: I'm the only one who's sending the 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 links. There's going to be a couple of typos. I'm just, true.
3: He's right about that. He's right. He's his. Right. Yeah, Matt wants perfection. I just you I know. know. Don't, no excuse. Don't just do that lazy thing where you just have Word
2: do the spell check for you and not actually <laughs> proofread it yourself. You yes. got to commit that extra I level agree. of time to He's editing their own us work, to high sir.
1: standards because he cares. I, I agree. Mm, no question. Because he holds
3: himself to high
1: standards. He wants us
3: to Damn be great. Right. Yes. He just like MJ said in the
2: last dance. What'd he say? I never asked my teammates anything to do that I didn't do myself. He's right. This is true.
0: Yeah, Peck just wants me to win. He this wants me he to experience to, that, too.
3: <laughs> I want you to enjoy the winning That's feeling right. of writing a
2: quality essay, Joseph.
3: This is why he doesn't discuss music with us, Joseph. He only he sticks in the wheelhouse of things that he does great.
0: I respect that. Comments respect. big enough for you guys?
1: Say it again? Comments Perfect. big enough? Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I have bad, bad eyesight. That's you why I got to rewatch Bulls games so so yes. well, so I can't, do I can't see She's what's always, going on. Just
2: <laughs> Grandpa Will over there who doesn't have his cheaters. The
1: adult is probably... Tell you the
3: adult, man. Dude. Thanks for getting up. Adult uh, is generous.
1: I'm more yeah. like... Thanks for turning your early burrow
3: special, man. I know <laughs> this is around your time right now. You know? mm-hmm. It is, uh, It's about your it time. Is, Go dude. get
2: it. Hope y'all have been able to shake off that blowout loss from last night. Uh, we already got a blow Benjamin it up Apparently Benjamin has not taken off.
1: <laughs> See, this is, <laughs> this comment, is why I wanted the comments up. bigger.
2: Blow it up. Forget it. Start it off. Um, we We will Hello, talk Benjamin. a little bit more about that on today's show. We're going to cover a few few topics, including whether or not the Bulls are, in fact, the most depressing team in the NBA. They are not. Should the Bulls run more of their offense through their starting center, Nikola Vucevic? And at the one quarter mark of this year, 22-23 season, how should Bulls fans feel? Mm. Where are we on that ledge? Mm. Are we tiptoeing closer to the edge? Mm. Or are we backing away from it? Mm. Um, What up, Anthony? Nice to see you here, Uh, hanging out with us again. You're quite welcome, sir. All right, guys. Well, so, so let's start here. In case people missed it, this was a column that popped up on the ringer, uh, I don't know, a few days ago now. Um, and it was what, was, what was the headline again? The Bulls are the most depressing, are the NBA's most depressing team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will, I know you and our guy, Mark K, touched on this a little bit in your most recent HQ. Um, and, and, like, I know people were asking us about this in the comments of other recent shows Look, to me, this is just one of those examples of a national NBA head writing something about the Bulls when they don't know really the full story of what's going on. Michael Pina Pina, is the author, not super familiar. Mm. I maybe have seen a couple of things of his in the past. He does decent
0: work. He does decent work. He's good. good. Um, good. Open floor podcast, I like. To me, the the important question
2: is whether or not Bulls fans – think this is the most depressing team in the NBA. I don't give a damn what this random ringer column this thinks, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I disagree with a lot of what he wrote in his column. Mm -hmm. Some of it is factual, and some of it I think is a stretch, and some of it I think are sweeping generalizations about what the Bulls should do compared to the situation they find themselves in. Yeah. Um, What what was
3: your first takeaway from that, Dave? Uh, The same ones you had, (laughs) actually. I kind of laughed at it, um, didn't read it, because I don't think you can write something like this without some kind of fact in it. So you have to have some facts because that's what you have to base it off of. But as a lot of lies are, you know, saying go, you, you, they're always based in some kind of truth. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at it and I'm like, yeah, I feel you on that. And then he just kind of goes off the deep end for me. And I'm like, yeah, well, he lost me, first of all, at most depressing, because when I think of depressing, I think of like a team with like, I don't know, two top 75 players and they're like battling for last place. Like for me, that's depressing.
2: You mean the uh, the Lakers?
3: That's one, yes. Or oh, I think of uh, a team with the guy who's probably the MVP candidate right now. That they're barely five hundred and struggling to win. Those Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> for me, that stuff is depressing because those guys have real championship expectations, and when you don't even, when you're not even sniffing it, you know what I mean, or even getting close to touching it. For me, that is depression. Mm-hmm. The Bulls, we knew what they were coming this season. You're right on again they on are that point. Who man. we
1: thought they were, right?
3: We we knew what this was coming in, six seed, seven seed. You know what I'm saying? Something like the play in. You know, we knew what this was. So it's not depressing to us for them to be playing up to what we thought they were gonna be, give or take about two or three games that I thought they should have won. Yeah, you know what I mean. But still, like, yeah, this team is not gonna. This team is not whole. They're not mm-hmm. gonna look right. They're not gonna look together yet. So they're doing kind of what's expected but teams that have came in and said no we know what we're trying to do right now this is championship time here go the expectations for us and we're not even meeting any part of them I'm leaving out teams like Detroit um, Orlando, you know what I'm saying? Those kind of t- the Rockets. I mean, those right. are young teams everybody expected. Is the excitement know, to have those of L's. what
2: might happen with Paolo or is the excitement of what might happen with Cade Cunningham something that makes those fan bases less depressed than Bulls fans right now? <laughs> <She'll listen>. Those <laughs> yes. teams are still trash.
3: Yeah. But I'm. Oh, look at all the great pieces Orlando have. Yeah. Cool. They're still trash. They're looking at all the young stuff and they've been trash for a while. Yeah. So they're used to it. But. They're looking at all the young players, like you said. You've you've got guys just like, oh, I can point to him and say, well, you know, that'll put us on the, 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 the lips of the national media because we have young guys who people are looking at. But for me it's just more depressing when you have a goal to win it all and you're not meeting anywhere in it. And also depression is what I went through years ago with the Chicago Bulls team. I remember that stuff. That's depressing. Watching Jackie Moon game with Clay Thompson get whooped on—that's depressing. Colin you know says. I
0: mean? Colin says, all I know is I'm ninety percent less depressed than I have been for the last five years about the Bulls, and I'm five hundred percent more excited. That
3: right there, we—he—he he understands pain is what that is. He understands what depression is and sadness and drinking your sorrows away because you're watching another twenty point ass whooping. That is depression when you're combining it with alcohol. I ain't had to have a drink watching this team in two years. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah, okay, we took an L. That was tough. But, dude, it doesn't make me question my fandom. Yeah. That's not what's happening right here.
0: I agree with Markay. Minnesota's sort of depressing. Yeah, that's that's
1: another one. Yes, that's depressing. Everything. That, that whole everything. That, that's yes. looking oh, that's like oh, it could
0: be the worst trade in recent NBA of the last 10 years. Like All, uh,
1: all of what we're talking about... Right now is subjectivity. Like, you can say, oh, is Washington more depressive? Is Minnesota? Is Orlando? It's not good to be in the conversation, though. It's an opinion. Mm. So, this guy's got an opinion. That's fine. But I think if you zoom out and look at why he feels this way, it's because the Bulls are not performing the way that maybe they would have hoped, Mm -hmm. which is better than 9-12. and Yeah. Right? Like, that is that's a disappointment. I wouldn't say that's depressing, but it's Mm -hmm. a disappointment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And... They are out two more picks, which are really like the main ways that you can improve your team. Yeah. So there's limited uh, avenues for improvement, and the team is not performing. So I get where that's coming from, but yeah, I mean to go but to the most depressing, I think that, is that's. I think it's, I, I, it's I a big jump because that. they actually do have avenues to right. improve, and we yes. can we can spend some time talking about that. But I just think like the the overarching premise of this story is that the Bulls are completely lost in the wilderness right now. And I just, I fundamentally disagree with that because they do have a good team with good players. They're underperforming, but that doesn't make them necessarily like a lost cause. And they have avenues to improve, which he also listed out. So it's kind of like... I mean, they have a
2: lot of close losses that could have been wins if a few plays go differently. They are still, despite this, oh my gosh, the sky is falling attitude fans seem to have after last night's loss, Okay, 9-12 and doesn't sound great. They're two and a half games back of the sixth and final playoff spot. You're two and a half games back of still avoiding the play-in with three quarters of the season to play. Oh, and by the way, through this part of the season, the Bulls have had the biggest level of difficulty, strength of Mm schedule-wise, of any team in the NBA. Boom. Just a little perspective and context for all of you. This is the most depressing thing I've ever seen.
3: Fans out there, and 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 it's like you two said, two and a half was, games me, back. It's not that if he said the Chicago Bulls are depressing, yeah, I, I was like, okay, I can hear that point. You know what I mean? I hear that argument. I get why it can be depressing. The most depressing in the league. That's what you lost me because it's that's not a, you're trying to state that as this is what it is. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're the ones. Point at them right there. A team that's not even the last place is is going to be depressing.
1: The most depressing team for you. I don't see it like that, bro. Sorry. The, the injuries are depressing. Yeah. Lonzo's depressing. Sure. Zach not playing as well as he can is depressing. That's sad. But mm-hmm. those are also areas where the team could improve. Yeah, true. It's depressing that the Bulls are two and eight in clutch games this yes. year. That's yes. depressing. But they were first in the league in clutch games last year. Not so depressing. that's an area where they can improve. So I, I think like when, when we have these conversations, the one we did last night, where it's like this team got whooped. Devin mm-hmm. Booker scored fifty. Bad game. Fifty one. Fifty one. Whatever. <laughs> like you <laughs> You have to zoom out and think about it bigger picture because yeah. when you get, when you fly into those extremes after one game, mm. you're going to freak out. This is what happens. The Bulls beat the Bucks. Oh, my God, they're a contender. Right. But right. they're still 7-10 or 7-11, whatever it right. was at that right. time. Right. So right. it's it's like one game at a time. Let's, like, zoom out and, and think big picture. I realize that that's a lot less fun, but this is kind of where it is right now. they like, hot takes on. only, Will. Will. What do you mean? Lukewarm takes with Will. <laughs> <laughs> Look, looping back to this ringer column
2: and also kind of it goes back to what we were discussing a little bit in postgame last night. The whole question of whether or not this team should, quote unquote, blow it up right mm-hmm. now and what blow Does it up means. Give <laughs> Does up? It? Just quit.
3: Because in this life, you
0: can't. thought you guys would appreciate that one. <laughs> <laughs> Is
2: there, it's a great lecture from Jack Black mm-hmm. to the young children of School of Rock.
0: <laughs> Give up. Just quit. Just quit.
2: Um what what we'll was i saying? our oh. discussion on demand. <laughs> uh, <laughs> tomorrow um the, the whole blowed up thing and whether or not that means tanking that's the issue i have with this ringer column is because it's okay the whole like are they the most depressing team it's a grabby headline right sure. it's yes. it's like uh, it's clickbait headline yeah. his thesis is us to click on it is if any team in the entire nba should tank it's the bulls yeah. that's his thesis this is the team that should be tanking the hardest right yeah. now. Mm. And his logic of that is, well, you know, Zach is a limited all-star. DeMar is aging. the, the Those two plus Vooch as a trio have a net negative. Mm. Lonzo's not coming back, et cetera. But here's, here's the other thing. He willingly says in this column, oh, well, by the way, you know, the Bulls still owe next season's uh, or next year's draft pick to Orlando. It is top four protected. So you should tank. (laughs) Oh, but by the way, even if you tank your way, if you're the Bulls, to being one of the three worst teams in the NBA, you only have just slightly over a 50-50 shot at keeping that pick versus still giving it to Orlando. And then where does that get you? And how do Bulls fans feel about trusting NBA draft lottery ping pong balls these days?
3: Because is
1: it not great? I don't know about you, but for me, it's fucking not great. That's actually the part where I do agree with it a little bit, in the sense that like, and okay, let's let's start from the top here because I think it's pretty clear, based on the first couple of sentences in this, that he wrote this mm-hmm. after the Magic game, after the Bulls lost to the Magic, yeah. went to six and ten or whatever it was, and b- before they beat the Bucks and Celtics. Yes, um, that was that was rock bottom. We've mm-hmm. talked about it. We've said it. That was as bad as it could get. So mm-hmm. it says recent wins against the Celtics and Bucks aside. Mm-hmm. So, like, there are going to be bad games, but the Bulls could find themselves in this situation where even though they're not necessarily trying to tank, mm-hmm. they could end up giving the Magic the fifth overall pick. Right. right? That's that's a possibility. And so, if you are trying to maxi- maximize your odds, mm-hmm. you may as well try to chip in an extra however many percent and get closer to that, even if you do end up giving them the fifth pick, which could happen regardless. So, I, I get it from that perspective, but again, like... Part of the reason why they're depressing is because they're not playing well. Would you rather end up with Amen Thompson and not have <laughs> Damar or Vooch or Zach Levine next year or maybe end up with him and still have those guys? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think it's just a little bit short-sighted in that sense, but I think that the idea of the Bulls have traded away, just traded away their pick, top four protected, prevents them from being bad or trying to be bad. Mm-hmm. I think that is... like in some in some ways i think it would be worse to you know end up giving away the fifth pick and not also getting draft picks back future picks other assets whatever instead of just giving them the fifth pick and staying on the course that they're on now right but
2: but i also don't really agree with the notion that some bulls fans have that well You know they they have nothing left as Mm -hmm. far as draft capital. Mm -hmm. They they've pushed everything into the middle of the table. Like this comment from Fly the Dub: Acme can't and won't tank. They pushed all their chips in with this group. It's not like the Bulls' cupboard is bare. Mm -hmm. Uh, If they don't want to trade off Damar or Vooch or you know anybody else on this roster to try Mm to look, if you think about the fact that they've already sent one of those picks to Orlando for Vooch, they only owe them one more. Mm -hmm. You've got the. Jamar sign and trade San Antonio two years after that. Yes. But you've got the Portland pick coming in. Boom. So the Bulls right now are just net down one first-round draft pick. That's it. One. One net first-round pick is what the Bulls are down. And some Bulls fans act like, oh, like, they mortgaged everything mm-hmm. to put this group together, and this is the best they can do. Mm-hmm. They didn't mortgage everything. They didn't. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we talked a little bit last night. Look, you know. DeMar was on a shorter deal. Vuce's deal is expiring. Might not bring him back. Mm-hmm. It's like the Bulls only have, I think, four or five contracts on their books in 2024. Mm-hmm. And by then, we'll be just one pick to San Antonio away from being done with all of this that they've done to put this roster together.
1: And the picks to San Antonio are, are top 10 protected. Yeah. You know, what's also
3: like it's it's also funny to me because the league is so bunched up right now in both conferences, like record-wise. Like everybody is kind of treading water at, at 500. Nobody's really just gone above that. Maybe two, three teams, you know, Boston, uh Milwaukee, you know, uh Phoenix, you know, those kind of teams are above it. But it's so wild because if you you mentioned like being in the sixth seed, if the Bulls win three and the Pacers lose three, they're the fourth seed. <laughs> it's, it's it's so crazy right now. You know, and that's how close everything nah, kind of is nah, right but, now. No, but
2: blow it up, Dave.
3: Yeah, but you know, get rid of it. You know what I mean? Like it's but it's it's that close. Like everything is that just right there against each other right now. And I'm not saying it's great you know, for the Bulls to be in a position where they're not 500, but I'm saying right now it's okay to be right there right now with the league being as bunched up as it is right now and the Bulls are still trying to find their footing and, again, treading water. And I've said this a lot this season. They're just kind of treading water, man, and trying to keep their nose above it. Keeping your head above water. <laughs> Tell me what show is that. Tell me. I don't know? David, I just knew he knew. <laughs> I just knew he knew it, man. Does anyone else know? I got nothing. Nobody. I'm more mad at you. Yeah, well, when I'm Matt sorry. doesn't know, I mean, I'm, because keeping your head above water because you heard Jack Black singing this in School of Rock. Singing mm. making a way when you can temporary layoffs. When he was in the van with oh my god, what I'm show so is that right now? I am ashamed. In that's the first time. That's the first time. The the first the time van, he's singing Led Zeppelin. Mm-mm. When he was in there with Joan Cusack after he went on a drink on the date with her. Oh, uh, to, to try and back. convince her to and take him singing. on the field
0: trip. Yes. Mm, classic.
3: And he's singing.
0: That's one of the first times one of you has made a reference a that the other has not
3: A Shame. Understood. Shame! He's completely serious. Where is the shame sound effect? Wait, what show? What show is that? It? Good Times. <phone rings> mm, mm, mm. Shame. Thank you. Shame. Thank you.
0: Shame. shame.
3: Shame on this man here. How dare you? Thank you, Frank. Thank you very much. Nicholas it's Stevie un-guy. Nicks. Good job, Marque. <laughs> I like how he named the person and not a song. <laughs> it's Stevie Nicks. I do love how Joan
2: Cusack, it's like a smash cut, until like two seconds later, she's had three sips of beer. She's absolutely <laughs> hammered.
3: Who baby, Who say you. <laughs> <laughs> My shit. Uh, <laughs> I broke Joey. Oh, here comes Fly the Dub <laughs> back
2: with his record of a random spot choosing between last season partway and then this season. And what here
3: we the, go. What Shout is, out, Fly the Dub. What are you doing, Dub. man? What are you doing? It was now 29 38 last what are, six, seven what are you games. doing basically to yourself? the same roster. Shout Who out. the
1: hell cares? Shout out to you. I think there is actually value in that comment because. Talk to me, Will. The, the Bulls didn't do anything this summer. Yeah. Right. So they didn't try to improve. So I think you can like the whole idea of we need to uh, evaluate the group that we have. I I mentioned this last night. Lonzo's not going to be back by the time they need to make decisions about Mm, their future. Right. Like it's going to be extend or trade vooch. Those are the two options. Right. They're they're probably not going to let him walk for nothing. Okay. So by the time they in theory need to make a call about extending or trading him, ideally you would like to see that full group with Lonzo back together. That's not going to happen. So. You've now seen however many games, is it 67 games, mm-hmm. with this group performing the, the way that they have. Like I do think that you can look at the sample size from last year and lump it in with this year. It's not a perfect comparison. They were a complete disaster towards the end of last year. And I think mm-hmm. that that, in a way, balances out with the first half where they were overperforming. But I do think, at a certain point, like you look at the group from those last however many games plus these first however many games, and I think you, you have to look at that in some capacity and say... Mm-hmm. We're missing X, Y, and Z things from this group that we've now seen almost 70 games of. Mm. Did he say the
3: Bulls' defense is depressing? That's the best thing about them.
1: It's <sighs> the only good thing about them right yeah.
3: now. And look, I mean, but, like, but he, he got was, good
2: time. So shout out to what, you. what I do understand <laughs> uh, as far as fans who are frustrated is Where's kind of what, what you were saying just now, Will. That their explanation for not doing anything at the trade deadline last year, even when you kind of saw them starting to slip a little bit as they were nearing that deadline, was... That's a well, that's a
1: good point I'm glad you brought up, because when, they were starting to slow. When
2: we're healthy, yeah. we like our group. Yeah, We'll get people back. Yep. Zach's Zach will come back and be yep. fine. Lonzo will come back. We'll yes, be great. We yep. like our group. That excuse last season to me was at least understandable, logically speaking, if their optimism was, mm-hmm. we get this group healthy, and we were the top seed in the East. To do that again this year, if the Bulls are... Worse than starting to slip from the top, but where outside they are the now plan. outside the play in then okay i I would understand the rage from the fan base at that point, yeah um because but again, again it's
1: it's now that trade deadline, which I think was fair, I agree mm-hmm. at that point, it was this summer, which I disagreed with that, I right. think they should have done more to add right, and now, if we see it again at this upcoming trade deadline, that's mm-hmm. two three flagpole like. Points in time where right. you, you have an opportunity to make moves. And I mean, we'll yeah. see what they do at the deadline. But That's if, a great the, point. if the idea is that they still have to wait and see, yeah. like how long can you just wait and see? It's a great point.
3: Right. Uh, but, I,
1: but I do think that, like, the bigger issue that I have with this article specifically is that the whole thing is they're the most depressing team, but also Alex Crusoe is awesome. He's yeah. one of the best defensive players in the league. And also, look at what you could get back if you traded DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine and Nikola Vucevic. You've got all these guys that could get you back assets. So, are they really that depressing? I mean, if you you did decide to move on from all those guys, you could end up with net, like, 3x the amount of draft picks that you shipped out to get them. I would say that's a pretty good situation to be in. Whether or not you believe in this group as a whole, and yes, some of those assets do depreciate over time because you're talking about uh, a Vucevic who's gonna be expired you're talking about DeRozan who's now got a year and a half left instead of two yeah um mm-hmm. and, and is 33 years old instead of 32 like some of these assets do depreciate in value but you still have so many players you could move off of like if the Bulls really wanted to blow it up they could get picks for Caruso they could get picks for Vooch, Demar, Zach if you really are like trying to trade guys you could get picks for Patrick and Io like they True. they have ways to improve the roster I think the bigger question is do they go the other way and try to add to this roster? Mm. I think that's a dangerous game because we don't know if or when Lonzo will be back. We don't know when we'll be able to evaluate this group as healthy. So it's very difficult to decide what to do. But I think you get to a certain point and you have to make a decision. You can't just continue on status quo. So I, that's what mm. I'm looking for at this trade deadline is which way do they go? Because mm. I think they need to make a move either way. I don't think you Creasy. can just keep going on the same path, especially if you're four, five, six games under 500. The pick is out. You know, at that point, you've got to make a call. You've passed the preaching, boy. <laughs> mm. uh, preaching,
2: we, we got to take our first quick break here. While we're
3: real, sharing right, some dude. words
2: from our friends and sponsors, do us Thank a favor sir. and hit that thumbs up button if you're watching along with us on YouTube. We appreciate it mightily. Today's episode brought to you guys by our friends at ComEd. ComEd! The Com-Ed energy Efficiency Program, hey, committed hey. to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve, manage every usage, and lower energy bills. All of them. Now and into the future. Yeah. Common offers a wide array of incentives <laughs> on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across their territory. Customers can inquire about how to upgrade outdated lighting to energy and money-saving efficient LED lights. Love the LEDs. Come on. Learn more about network lighting to operate your lights through your mobile device and track your facility's energy usage and more. Incentives have recently increased for indoor-outdoor lighting and networked lighting controls, making these projects even more cost-effective than before. So here's what you do. do? Go to comed.com slash poweringbiz right now to start saving money and energy. Also, if you want to start a project, you can contact them at 1 855 433 2700. That's 1 855 433 2700. For more information, you can also email them businessee at comad.com or publicsectoree at comad.com. Joey?
0: Yes.
3: They never understood. Never. <laughs> they never understood. They Joey.
0: never understood.
3: ever. ever, ever. They ain't get it. Oh, Shady Rays don't understand. This is how angry they are about this. They are filled with the Peck Rage when it comes to people paying for expensive glasses. Oh, that's the, that was your Peck Rage? Oh, my God. <laughs> what does Rage look like to you? I don't know. That looked adorable. That wasn't Rage, oh, man. Well, it, I've, I've seen oh. your Rage. Yeah, it looks like that. Right. Yeah, now put a face
2: well, on that. It's not a game day, so that was just me, just like uh, like a fun little pretend rage. See,
3: I told you. It was a, dog not, dog it was a real rage. Yeah, it was a I got dog. no
2: reason to be rageful right now. This is true. adorable rage. I'm hanging out with my friends. Yeah. About to have our office party. It's true. And Will's, got, Will's got Christmas lights around <laughs> yeah, his right, neck. Right. Tis
3: the season. Tis the season to Come be Come on, go there be. we go. There we go. Oh, he's not playing there around. There we go. Oh, but Shady Rays is upset. That's who got that rage. They never they understood. they don't want... You to pay that money or break the bank for quality sunglasses, they are tired of you doing that. They said, Come hang with us, we got you covered. They got those premium polarized shades, y'all, mm. featuring that world class optical clarity, sustainable durability, and styles catered to everyone and every lifestyle. A A-tay. A-Tay. The best part about Shady Rays, they have the most insane protection program in all of eyewear that matte peck, lost and broken replacements. Now, not today. But in other days, like yesterday, Matt Peck is full of that rage. And he tosses a hat
2: or two. Career high hat throws like
3: that. <laughs> <day. laughs> it was, bro. Oh, my God. You were putting them up. He was definitely Booker out H- here. He D-P-G's was putting them up. through
0: the roof.
2: <laughs>
3: he was putting them J- up, baby. Joey kept stacking them up. I kept knocking them down. Hey, anyway. Dave threw a hat.
2: <laughs> Jay
0: threw a hat. The
3: Hawks guys were yeah, throwing them. Hats and were thrown. This is true. All the cool kids are doing it, Joseph. That's right. He even tried on the reversible ones. Like he, he, a reversible one. Glasses throws. Shady Rays throws
0: in the near future.
3: Oh, mm-hmm. man. <laughs> but you don't get to until you finish writing your paper, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> so if you lose your shades when you're tossing those hats, or you break them when you're tossing your hats, guess what? Shady Rays they are gonna toss you a new, fresh pair. Oh, they got you covered like that. Two hundred thousand, y'all. Two hundred thousand five, basically a million reviews. That's how many they got. So come on down and get on down, cause you know how Shady Rays gets down to the ground. Uh, Especially for them listeners out there, though. All mm. oh, y'all beautiful people with the sexy ears. Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season. Use that code CHGO for 50% off. Two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. That is a buy one, get one free. What they call that, man, Pack. BOGO. That is a BOGO. For the low, low of 54 o f o For show show. Redeem only at shadyrays.com where you can find all their newest and best shades. Cause the Shady Rays where the Rays are oh so damn shady. So shady.
2: Mm. <laughs> Renewable, rechargeable review said, damn, damn, <laughs> damn, damn. See, that's good times. That's Look what good at times. The bacon.
3: Damn, damn, damn. damn. I, that was monumental that's moment. That's what his reference was. Monumental moment. Mm. Yes, it was. Good times. See, that's why he said it. Good What time. up, JR? Damn, damn. Uh, all right, guys. We also wanted to talk a little bit more about the, the Vooch thing.
2: Flip side. Um, there are some people who think that they should be doing more of their offense through vooch, yeah. running more offensive sets through vooch. Yeah, um, we'll snap uh, when Marque, you say more people, I, I see K Stacy King. <laughs> okay, I Stacey see K hanging people. out with us in the comments. Oh, I know he's already triggered. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, and by, by some people, I, I know. Obviously, uh, the Bulls broadcast has mm-hmm. definitely been making a, mm-hmm. a heavy point of that. Mm-hmm. But we were also talking about it, like in that in that win against the Jazz a few nights ago. Yeah, when that was an advantage that the Bulls had. And they weren't maybe using it as much as we wanted them to. True. Uh, there's Benjamin in the comments saying, "Let Vooch cook, <laughs> Mark." Quote unquote. Some people. Uh, what What do you guys think about this? Uh, I have some thoughts on this. So, as opposed to the the ISO to from the Demar, the yes. ISO from Zach. Yeah,
3: exactly. So it's not so much Vooch in the post that is for me. Like i I'm. I'm I think it should happen more. Yes, I think he should get the ball more in the post because you have an advantage there, and two points is better than zero. I, I don't know why people talk about it. it's outdated and shit like that. I mean, I know what's not outdated buckets. <laughs> buckets is not outdated, all right?
1: Buckets will never be. Ever. Outdated.
3: It will never. Bill Russell told you, man, this game will always be about buckets. It's about buckets, all right? My thing is this I think the offense should flow through Vooch. And because looking at it now, And just how it's set up. The Bulls are a better team when the ball is moving. Duh. They're a better team when that happens. Obviously, I'm not talking about the fourth quarter, you know, when it's the bar time and, you know, it's got to slow down that way. That's different. I'm talking about that first quarter, those first couple quarters when you're getting everything off, not letting the ball stick, everybody getting a touch, and getting it to the right people to take the right shot. When you look at who they have on the floor and you don't have Lonzo out there, who is your best passer in your starting lineup? It's Nikola Vucevic. He's your best passer. And I also think he's the guy with the best IQ on the floor in that starting lineup. That's what Vuce is. And he's very, very unselfish out there. I think if you run your offense through Vuce, that ball does not stick and that movement is key because you'll watch guys starting to cut. I mean, I, I remember when Caruso would start doing it. I remember when Ayo would start doing it. We saw Zach start doing it when he's got the ball like that. You know who I immediately thought of when I was thinking about this, Matt, was Joe Kim Noah. It was the first thing I thought of. When Mm -hmm. Derrick Rose went down, the offense switched and they ran everything through Joe Kim Noah. Why? Because he was the best passer on the floor and he had the highest IQ of anybody out there in the starting lineup. So you put that on the floor and you allow things to flow through him and everybody else to get that shot around him because they were not a great three-point shooting team either. But they got good buckets because the ball moved. And when the ball moves, like everybody knows, it has an energy. And when it gets to the right person, good things can happen that way. So I think that removes Zach Levine from becoming an ISO person. That removes DeMar DeRozan from constantly thinking he has to be the ISO person. It allows IO to do what I'd like him to do best, which is cutting and slashing and getting to the bucket. And it allows Patrick Williams to do whatever the hell he wants. Mm -hmm. If he wants to go shoot threes out there, shoot those threes. They're going to be open for you. You want to slash on the baseline? You can do that, too. You want to go get rebounds? You can do that also. But it also gives you the option of Nikola Vucevic, who is also a skilled offensive player, to have the ball and maybe score out of that set also. So I think it has to start running
1: through Vuce to get everybody eating. I I agree. I think Vuce is a really good post-scorer. I think he's a really good post-facilitator. But I think that the Bulls do a pretty good job of balancing it. So we've, we've seen games like the Jazz where they probably don't do it as much as they would want. But they've also seen games like the Celtics where they're going to him every possession because the matchup dictates mm-hmm. that he can get an advantage there. Mm-hmm. There are also games like, I don't know, who, who have they played recently that has like a bigger big man where Vooch doesn't have the same kind of post advantage. Like that would uh, be the Bellatunas. case... Valanchunas, mm-hmm. that will be the case against Sabonis, where he's just not going to be able to get to his post spots mm-hmm. as much. So this year, Vooch is posting up on 21.5% of mm-hmm. his total possessions. Last year, it was 178 So they yeah. are going to him a lot more. Uh, it's not as much as his last season in Orlando, where it was 235 But But like, it's pretty close. And you know the trajectory is upwards. I think they're doing it right. But you, you cannot fall into a trap where you're trying to just put a square peg into a round hole, mm-hmm. going to him every single time, mm-hmm. killing the flow of your offense, just waiting for him to get in position, throwing it down there, getting the kick-out pass. Mm-hmm. Re- like it just, you can't play basketball that way. Mm-hmm. It has to be more balanced, and I think the Bulls are actually doing a pretty good job of that. There are totally games like the Jazz game where you want to see more of it, but I, I think for the most part, they're doing a pretty good job. Oh. And, and that's where Vooch is at his best, right? Like He's able to show off a lot of his skill set, whether it's mm-hmm. the facilitation, the post. Uh, I mean, he can do a lot, so you do want to maximize him. I think that's where a lot of the frustration was last year mm-hmm. of this guy's just a spot-up shooter and he's shooting 31% on threes. Like, what's going on here? Right, right. And, and so now you're seeing a little bit more of his offensive versatility in the post. Mm-hmm. That's kind of, I think, turned the narrative about him a little I can bit hear that. more positively. I hear that.
3: And again, like I was saying, my thing wasn't per se talking about the post offense. I'm just talking about running the offense through him, mm-hmm. like at the, starting from the free throw line extended. So even when you got guys like Tunis, that means the big guy is not going to want to come out the lane. So if your free throw line extended and you're running your offense from there, well, then guess what? Your lane is going to be open in some kind of way. The
1: difficult part about that, although I do agree, Mm -hmm. is that you have DeMar out there. Sure. Where does he like to be? Exactly. In that same spot. So now you've got two two bodies plus Mm -hmm. two defenders there. Mm Mm-hmm. That's just – it's cramped. Like, what do you do? Do you have DeMar spot up in the corner? Like, that's not his game. Tell him get the hell out the way. Like, I think Vooch <laughs> is better at spot up shooting than DeMar is. Yeah. So, you, you kind of do have to do that. Plus, DeMar is just better than Vooch. So, yeah. it's it's a balancing act. And I and I I hesitate to say, let's just – let's go through Vooch fully. Mm. I don't think that's what you're saying. No, not fully. But uh, I do think but that they could, they could always do a little bit more. Maybe they stagger those two guys a little bit. I can and, see that. And go back to those lineups where Zach and Vooch are together. They're yeah. running their, their empty side pick and rolls – um really playing off each other well. Like we've seen that a lot this year, not as much because you've got the Drogic, Drummond, mm-hmm. Zach lineups which have been killing it. So I think there's still some like lineups that could mm-hmm. that could help Vooch get into more of a flow. But I do think for the most part we've seen a better job from him facilitating from whether it's the post or the free throw line extended.
3: Yeah, he's got to get his hands on the ball and facilitate. Because again, when it's not when that's not happening for the Bulls and neither is the offense. Like, right, So it has to have some – like you said, it has to have some kind of balance out there. That has to be a thing.
2: Our guy Mark pointing out in the comments that, look, you know, if you, if you just uh, constantly, repetitively are trying to just run a bunch of uh, post-action, that that can stagnate an offense just like Isoball sure. from DeMar can stagnate an offense.
3: Uh, yeah, you run anything over and over again you can stagnate offense for I sure. I think there
1: are also situations – Unless you're Michael Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> True. I think there are also situations where, like, Vooch has a guard and – Like, I'm kind of picking on Stacey here because this is just, like, the person I hear talking about it. Mm -hmm. Like, Stacey will say, go to the post. you got a guard on you. Like, some of these guards are, like, their team switches. Mm -hmm. So, they're used to guarding the post. They're really good at it. Like, posting up James Harden or Marcus Smart is not an advantage. Those guys are incredible post defenders. Mm -hmm. Posting up Cameron Payne is. And that's that's the time where you go to it. But Mm -hmm. I just – it's not as simple as, like, go to it every time or go to it every time you've got a guard on you. It's just – there has to be more balance in it. And I'm not saying they shouldn't go to it because I totally think they should, but it's just, it's a balancing act. Uh, Joey, you put it up a few minutes ago.
2: Can you put up that, uh, those string of tweets from our guy, Mark, again, please? Cause I saw these tweets from Mark last night as people will keep, you know, talking about, are they using Vooch enough? Are they not? Mm. You were mentioning the fact that his post touches are actually up from last season. Will, which is interesting on top of that, just to give you some perspective compared to the rest of the league, our guy Mark looked this up uh, and found that Z- that Vooch is actually seventh in the in the NBA in post up frequency this season, mm-hmm. tenth in post up possessions per game. Mm-hmm. So if you're saying that he's not getting enough of that by comparison to the rest of the league, he's up there.
1: He's up there. And
2: then also, I would also Mark,
1: wonder like who those other players are because it's right. not just like your average center. Like a lot of these guys, it's Luca. It's right. Giannis. Like mm-hmm. guys that aren't like as far as centers NBA. go, he's got to be really high up there yeah. with Embiid and Young. And,
2: and the yeah. fact that, uh, as you saw in those uh, subsequent situations, Mark, I don't think Vooch has taken too many threes. We've talked about that, about, you know, why is your big man out there at the perimeter? He should be inside banging all the time. Mm. I mean, that, that three-point rate you saw, it's not that high. Uh, you know, you occasionally see those nights where Vooch will jack a bunch of threes and you say, well, why didn't he get more touches inside? But it's not the case always. I think both fans, for whatever reason, since Vooch arrived, have this this incorrect notion that he shoots more threes than he does get touches inside. And that's not the case.
3: Oh, that's definitely not the case. Uh, He definitely gets more touches, way more touches inside. Uh, I see Ricky saying it's not about running through Vooch, but he has a lot of mismatches that aren't being taken advantage of. I agree with that second part. But for me, it is kind of about running through him. Like, you have to mix this up. Like, he has your best passer on the floor has to pass the ball. You know what I mean? Like putting the ball in his hands. Your best passer and your best and your highest IQ guy out there, you have to give them the basketball, you know what I'm saying, so they can do what they do best. And that's what Vooch does, you know, best. You know, that's what he's very, very good at. So it's, I don't think it's an issue giving him the basketball and running plays through him
1: and saying, hey, man, facilitate a little bit. Get it's everybody involved. It's a good point. And it also kind of makes me think of this other idea, which is like it depends on how the defense is playing. If you're switching everything and you got a smaller guard on you, sure. But if you're down there and they're guarding you one-on-one with like Joel Embiid or something, yeah. you're not you don't have an advantage there. You're not going to be able to score on him and the defense isn't doubling you, they're not collapsing on you where oh, yeah, you have the the open sure, kickout. So sure. it just it does depend on the way that the defense is guarding you. His ability to make plays is really good, but like you can't make plays if there's no advantage. There's no double coming where you can actually make the right pass. Right,
3: correct. Absolutely right.
1: Um, gotta make the pass. Eric saying
2: we lack a Taj and Boozer on the rebounding end. Uh, I I don't know if that was uh, motivated. That comment was motivated by the fact that we're discussing Vooch right now. Uh we're discussing Vooch on the offensive mm-hmm. end. Um, the Bulls are a top five NBA team in defensive rebounding percentage. Yeah, because they just, got him just, him by and Drummond, the way, like yeah, because they got Vooch and Drummond. Yeah. Also, do you remember Carlos Boozer? Not exactly known for his prowess on the defensive glass. <laughs> he would yell, grab it, Joe,
3: yeah. Give me while that he Joe. watched
2: Joe Joe do the work on the glass. He
3: did do this pretty often.
2: That might be the first time I've ever heard Carlos Boozer referred to as like, oh,
3: an elite rebounding force. He defensively, he was a great re- but again, that's why Marquee is telling you that fourth in defensive rebounding, because that's where Carlos Boozer was. He was he was not an offensive rebounder, he was a defensive rebounder. They also but have- the Bulls have that covered.
1: They also have Andre Drummond
3: Correct, that's what Matt, this year. Like Matt just mentioned, like a dude who comes in and will get you 10 rebounds in 10 minutes. Like that's kind of what Andre Drummond is, man. So, yeah, they have that. Those, those are the things I'm worried about, <laughs> you know, with, with this team. Those are the concerns. The defense and the rebounding have been solid for the Chicago Bulls. It's that other shit that I'm talking about on the offensive end and running the damn ball through boots. That's what I'm talking about. Not that other stuff out there. That's what they need to be doing. Getting to the three-point shot. Give me a three! God damn it! Shoot some threes. What, what was it last night? Four of twenty-five. Oh, uh, four. I'm not ready to talk about it. Uh,
2: I'm it's still, yeah. still i still don't, raw. I don't. I don't have my Deep hat. Burn. I don't have my hat <laughs> bucket next to me. We can't start talking about both three-point shooting. Yeah, you're supposed to be happy. You're not supposed, supposed
3: to be. i Not supposed to be angry right now. We got to
2: take one more quick break here while we're. Uh, Sharing these words from our friends and sponsors. Hit that thumbs up button if you haven't already. Appreciate it. Helps us out a lot. Woo! Today's episode brought to you guys by our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. Hoops, junkies. The NBA's back. It's heating up. Still so many unknowns. Will Tatum win MVP? Will it be Luka? When I'm looking to get in on the action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NBA. And an official betting partner here with us at CHGO. (laughs) I don't know why that's so funny. No, I'm looking at what oh, Larry Strickland okay. said. <laughs> new, <laughs> new customers can bet just $5 on any NBA money line bet before the game. And if your team wins that money line bet, you're getting $150 in free bets. What an well amazing done. deal! Well $5 done. turns into 150 EF? Check this out. Also, everyone right now can earn up to a 100% boost with that DraftKings Stepped Up Same Game Parlay. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, start your same game parlay with some points, with some boards, uh, with some dimes, with some three-pointers made. Throw a spread in there. Throw an over-under in there. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win Big. Boom. When you download that app, don't forget that promo code CHGO mm. so you make sure you get that great deal on the $5 NBA money line bet. Mm. It is time, gentlemen, for our DraftKings pick of the week.
3: Ba, 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 ba. There's one
2: NBA game on tonight's slate, which is baffling to Just me. Just one? There were 13 NBA games yeah. last night. Tonight, there's one. I don't <laughs> know what's going to do on with there. The rest of my time. So, you know what? No offense to Pistons, Mavs. That's you, the only you know, game? That's the only game tonight is Pistons bad. <laughs> that's
3: even more depressing. I know, right?
2: <laughs> so, because of that, I'm looking at Thursday Night Football in the NFL. Uh-huh. I'm looking at Bills, pa- Patriots. 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 My favorite team. I'm looking at the Beatles yes. Patriots. Yes. Um, oh. it's, Bills are only minus four. Okay. And I know that there's maybe been some questions like they just barely eked it out against the Lions. Yeah. Um, Josh Allen's like elbow is kind of a thing, but it is every thing. every report I've heard this week is yeah he's playing through it and he's still fine and he'll continue to be fine. Yeah. Minus four, dude. The hell with the Patriots. <laughs> Those are gonna crush this team. They should give me Bills to cover minus four. Over the Patriots in Thursday Night Football, that's my DraftKings Sportsbook. Pick of the Week! That's a pick, pick of the week Don't forget that promo code, CHGO. Ooh, pick pick of the week. I love
3: betting against the Patriots. I know you do. It's like betting against the Death Star. Their defense is mean, though. (laughs) Their defense is mean. Pretty damn mean, though. (laughs) Pretty damn mean. Team is trash. Ah. (laughs) I want to be with you for the camp, because they're not trash. All right, we'll say that. I know it's not trash. That apparel at Pins and Aces. Oh, oh okay, okay. looking fly, looking smooth. Just like for this man over here. When I say Pins and Aces, he is the first face I think of right there. The face of Pins and Ace is in the place. And his name is the Goats. Oh, looking smooth and right.
0: He doesn't even golf regularly.
3: He does golf. Dude. We were there
2: in what Vegas. Are you about? We saw the putting competition. Yeah, Joey, back up. I watched <laughs> that dude sink like a 30-foot putt. He's foot skilled, put. right, he's Joey? skilled,
0: but he's not like an uh, – I'm not a golfer, but right. <laughs>
1: oh, <laughs> that was a – Of the three of, of us. The
2: three. Okay,
3: okay yeah, that's,
0: fast. Fast. that's fair. That's fair.
1: But I did sink that putt.
3: Get up off of that, There's Joey. There's video evidence. There it is. that putt. Sank that putt. There is proof. And when I say you've been on the course. What? let's say you been on the golf course. <laughs> When's the last time you've been <laughs> you understand the words that are coming out of my no, mouth? No, I don't Man, When's no, you when the last, time? When is the last time you've been on the golf course?
1: Um, Probably like May May? Yeah Matt, last time?
2: A golf course? Uh-huh oh god years yeah
3: me never yeah. he's a golfer
0: i think we and will would have a good match like i think you would
1: kick my ass but i'm not good either i think it'd be a, a lot of fun we you have well
0: have you ever golfed sub 100
1: um i uh my career high is 99 yeah. okay you would oh. you,
0: you would whoop me then
1: Usually, you am yeah. yeah. like, like 110 115 you'd whoop, you'd whoop me if you had no, again joey he golfs one but, more time uh, for you.
3: he golfs that's what he does the Pens and Aces is what he's gonna have on because it's the official golf apparel partner of CAG. That's what I was gonna say. Yes, it is. If I'm gonna golf, I'm
1: wearing Pens and Aces. There it is. Obviously,
3: yes. We he loves that Pens and Aces gear, and he gets tons of confidence on and off the course when he puts it on. When he gets back out there, when the weather is nice. Their family-owned golf and apparel business, making those amazing polos, hats, golf bags, and even that Matt Peck beer sleeve. You know he wanted that innovative product that allows you to store seven <laughs> beers right inside your golf bag and keep your drinks frosty cold the entire round. Or for me, I call it the sleeve of death because I'm going to have them liquid deaths up in the there in the vicinity, baby, ready to go. So check out pinsandaces.com and and use the code CHGO to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's PensAndAces.com. Play good, look good, look good, all good. Shout out to our guy Jimmy, aka
2: UK Chicago Bulls, who said, "Let's play golf when I'm in Chicago next week. I suck too. Next week, come on down. Yeah, dude, you didn't hear that Jimmy was is coming to Chicago. Oh, have to you me. ever yeah, been to Chicago what in December? It's like, what I'm about like, I mean, come on, that, that. you can, can bring the elements. That I could, but
0: I ain't. <laughs> I don't even.
2: I don't even think <laughs> golf Ben's
0: courses are like work work open. Us? I don't. <laughs>
2: um, I've never gone golf golfing in the snow. I have, however, a couple of years ago, year. I was out visiting my buddy in Denver, uh-huh. and there was like a blizzard that was coming down right after I, I landed in Denver. Okay. I just barely beat the snowstorm, mm-hmm. and we went frisbee golfing in a blizzard, and it was so much fun. That sounds fun.
0: Yeah, I think we would golf. have fun like going to Top Golf together.
2: Top Golf would be great.
0: Yeah. Okay. Pack. Hey. Pack Pac just gave a crazy. Oh, like man. that was the worst I idea just, ever.
2: Having never been to a top golf in my life, it's I am turned off by the concept of who I think are the type of people who would go to top golf.
1: Damn,
0: I'm I'm not a huge top golf <laughs> guy, but like, you know, Steven's like,
1: yeah, I would be that guy. was like rage, yes, yeah. rage. Just,
3: I feel so his rage. That's just a crowd of people I don't need. Yeah, not yours. No, me no. and Joey. Not to say I was just about to say. We're not no, going to I would happily to hang out
2: with you guys out, outside of work somewhere other than a top golf.
3: He's hurt. It's the giving season. Yes. See, he's got the necklace on. Okay. It's season of giving, man. Light it up for him. What
0: about mini
2: golf?
3: <laughs> mini golf. I would JR from go to Grand a mini Rapids. Of course
2: than a top golf. And again, this is a completely this is zero yeah. experience at a top golf opinion of mine. Yeah. It's just prejudging yeah. that I'm guessing based on what I hear. Uh-huh. The kind of people who I hear talk about top golf, uh-huh. go to, oh, top golf, top golf. <laughs> I would not like
0: it there.
1: <laughs> you like For the record,
0: I've never been to top golf. I want to clarify that now, but I do think it would be fun. I've been once.
1: Of course, you have. You're a golfer. It was like years ago before I even started golfing, but it was a lot of fun. Are you kidding years me? Years
3: ago before I started golfing. You hear this man? The man's a golfer. It's what he does,
1: man. Uh, guys, He'll be very disappointed.
3: Oh, you don't want to hear about mine. (laughs) We should do it, though. It'd be fun. It'd be fun.
2: Yeah, of course, Mark. Of course I'm judgmental without cause. That's who I am. It's what I do.
1: That's his whole shtick.
2: Shtick. Guys, (laughs) uh, speaking of being judgmental without cause, let's talk about how Bulls fans should feel about this team one quarter of the way through the
3: season. Well done, sir. Now,
2: I I do think that Bulls fans have cause to be frustrated right now. Mm -hmm. 9-12, in my opinion not the end of the world, two and a half games back of safely avoiding the Mm play-in after you've endured the hardest strength of schedule schedule of any team in the NBA is not end of the world. It's not. But I understand that this team is not where we want them to be.
3: No, and the reason, and I I can understand the frustration, is there are at least three losses that should have been wins for the Chicago Bulls. And and that's where the frustration is. San Antonio,
2: And, and Washington. OKC. Throw Washington, yeah. that could be four. Well, that could be four then,
3: yeah. But there were the three of though. I'm like, yeah, they should have won that game. But, yes, definitely the Orlando one was a was a crusher for a lot of Bulls fans, you know. That was the one they wanted to win and should have won. So, I get it. It makes sense. Like he's, like Matt said, it makes sense, the frustration. It's just the deep end where people are going is where I just have no desire to be. You know what I'm saying? That's just a wild, wild place down there, man. No, nah, I'm cool back here chilling in the shadow and dipping my toes in that. You know what I'm saying? Checking Dip the temperature and things. Get the am
2: jacuzzi, but baby. Yeah,
3: I'm, I'm not there yet. Of course, you, nobody's happy with being 9 and 12. You know what I mean? You're not satisfied with that. But having the toughest schedule in the NBA and still not being a whole basketball team and still figuring it out and still not having any three-point shooting and all these deficiencies that the Chicago Bulls have, 9 and 12, and basically a couple games out uh, of the, play, of the uh, playoffs. No, not even playing, but I'm talking about the playoffs. You're a couple of games off, off of the sixth seed. So, you're a few out of the playoffs for the Chicago Bulls. And it's still early, so,
1: yeah. I get it. I get the frustration. Yeah. This team has been disappointing for the most part. They've had some really impressive wins that I think are probably the only reason that a lot of people are, like, not on the ledge right now. But, like, they got to play better for the most part. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think they will. I think you've seen a lot that suggests that there will be improvement and – not a lot that suggests that there's like area for them to f- totally fall off, right? Like last year, Billy Donovan would be the first to tell you this team's shooting 39, 40 percent on threes, shooting the fewest threes per game. Mm-hmm. Like, there's going to be some regression there. He Dude, even said that happen.
2: openly to the media and therefore the public when they were on that, you know, wi- a winning streak here and there. He said it multiple there. times, yeah. He said, like, hey, he, just
1: he pump brought the up breaks. I remember he, it. he brought up multiple times, um, last season. Training camp that they're in the plane if DeMar doesn't hit back to back game winners. Yep. Like they get it. There's area, I think that's why we talk about overperforming. There's area for them last year to have the kind of second half mm-hmm. that they did. Obviously, that was a disappointment. Obviously, I think it was worse than what anybody would have thought, but there was reason to believe that they would not be as good as they were.
3: Sure.
1: I think kind of the opposite is true this year. They are not performing well in the clutch. They've still got injuries. Zach Levine is not looking as good as mm-hmm. he has. The mm-hmm. shooting has kind of tapered off. Io, I, I put this in my recap from last night. He's shooting like 14, 12, 13% yeah. Yeah. on threes over the last Oof. 10 games. Booch yeah. is down to 29% over the last 10 games. Oof. Like the shooting has not been there despite some hot performances from the right. team. Um, the defense, so, so you, you expect some improvement there, right? You expect some positive regression, but the defense has looked pretty good. Okay, there's probably going to be some regression there, but like, 11th to 15, 16, I think is a reasonable expectation for what this group is. Yeah, Um, performing so poorly in the clutch, I think it's reasonable to expect them to improve given what we saw from them last year during the first and second half of the season. Demar Mm -hmm. was scoring 50 against the Clippers and winning those games. Like the Bulls are a better clutch team than what they have performed this year. Yeah, Um, and they've they've had 10 clutch games, so you you bump that up to five, six instead of two wins. All of a sudden, the record is 12-9 and instead of 9-12. and So I think there's area for improvement. Um, Obviously, we don't know what's going to happen with Lonzo, and based on what Billy said last night, who knows if he'll ever come back. But Zach Levine, I think you can expect him to start to look more like himself at some point. Um, I I just think that they're playing, like, one of the other things that I've heard a criticism of them is that their shot profile is roughly the same. Like, they're taking a lot of mid-rangers. They're not shooting a lot of threes. Mm They're still not getting the free throw line as much as they were last year. Mm-hmm. So what are we expecting to change? But I think the process has changed in a positive way, which is the way that they're getting to those shots. Mm-hmm. It's not Demar, 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 Damar, Damar, Damar. It's <laughs> move the ball around the perimeter. It's get into multiple actions and then get into Damar. So you can do Damar, 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 instead of Damar, 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 Demar. demar, 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 demar. So Damn, I that think that makes, <laughs> <sense>. <laughs> that makes sense. I think I mean? I'm gonna need that one more time to fully
2: comprehend what you're I hope you were talking
1: about. I hope that the people listening on the podcast will refer
2: <laughs> yeah. to the video on
1: YouTube so they can understand. Like, if you're a basketball, <laughs> for, you kind of know what he's saying right here. Yeah, Thank that makes you. I'm, glad, sense, I'm glad you got honestly. that. That makes sense. Um, but so all that to say, I think that there is reason to expect this team to be better. I get the frustration that they haven't been good, and I also think that there is a reasonable argument to be made that. They kind of have an opportunity to go the other direction if they wanted it. I don't think they're going to do it. I don't think they should. But I get where we are relative to all that other stuff. But at the end of the day, I think the trajectory is going to be upwards. Now, they've got to get there. They've got to actually win the games. But I think it's more likely that we see them perform better than we see them perform worse. Demar, 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 Demar. Demar, Demar.
2: I mean, you mentioned marre, Zach. Zach in de marre, de. De particular. Zach has been so bad. I can't imagine that Zach Levine is going to get worse than this stretch of games we've seen him play recently. Yeah. that is, That is completely illogical as, as a possible outcome of where we go from here. Is Zach somehow being worse than this? What is he, 2 of 12 from 3 in his yeah. last two games? It's clearly something He's shooting negative broccoli percent from the field. Do like,
3: so you
1: know he hates it? I mean,
3: negative broccoli. Oh, that's amazing. You know, just looking at the Bulls, like and where they stack up, looking at their numbers. Obviously, their def- defensive numbers are much better than the offensive ones. On the offensive side, though, looking at all the numbers, do you know the only two places that they are in the top ten? The only two
2: um, of like all statistical cat of all their
3: statistical cat, like like. Offense rebounding, three-point attempts, you know, assists, turnovers, uh, total rebounds. all that t- on, on the mid, mid- offensive end? On the
1: offensive end. Does mid-range shooting percentage <laughs> fall into uh, that category? No. Okay. <laughs> free throw line? Correct. I was going to say free throw and, um, like, effective field goal? No. Free that throws made free throws? And, free and free throw, throw percentage. percentage. All right. Wow. That's it.
3: They're number seven in mm. free throws made and number
1: three. And free throw percentage, and I don't even think that's they're it. as good as they were last year in that department. Ain't
3: that well, Yeah, it felt like they they got to the line at a different kind of rate. I'm gonna look it up you know right I mean? now. It Demar, 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 Demar
1: specifically. Demar, 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 Demar,
3: Demar. Right.
1: They actually are getting to the to the free throw line at a higher rate than they were last mm-hmm. year. Number seven
3: and number three. That's where they are. The Chicago Bulls.
1: I mean, that's that's how
3: they won that Utah game, correct? Because they also chucked bricks from three in that game but they lived at the free throw line in, in that game lived from there because obviously Utah is a three-point shooting team so they're not going to get to the free throw line as much but the Bulls definitely did they and took that's advantage.
1: that's how they have to win games right like they're gonna lose the three-point attempt battle for the most part mm-hmm. they are they've got to win at the free throw line they've got to win at the rim and they've got to win um, defensive rebounding mm-hmm. because if they're they're trying to do their thing in transition. I think they're doing a pretty good job of that. But if they're doing that at the expense of getting defensive rebounds, they're going to get killed. Yeah. If they're not beating people in the mid-range, which, I mean, if you're not doing that, you're just shit out of luck. Yeah. Like there's, you're just not winning because that's yeah. a Demar bad game and you're just not going to win that game. Correct. So you've got it. It's basically it's like Demar has to do his thing at a super high level, and the rest of the stuff around him has to be good. It has to be the transition, has to be rebounding, right. and has to be getting to the rim. Right. And those are the areas where like it's the rest of the guys. Yeah. Because we've seen so far, like Demar's scoring is down. I think in large part due to the fact that the Raptors triple teamed him every time, yes. and they played them twice now. He was held in single digit scoring mm-hmm. both games. I think if you remove those, his scoring's right where it was last year. Mm-hmm. So he's given you approximately the same as what you got last year for him.
3: Washington, too. They also did that. Washington, too. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, It's the rest of the guys and and the process leading up to it. And I think they've improved in all those categories. You're going to have games where Io goes, you know, 0 for whatever from 3 or Vooch is 1 for 7 or Mm -hmm. whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But it's got to be the consistency of all the other stuff. And I think there's reason to believe that that is, at the very least, improving. And everything else, if
3: you – I mean, everything else is kind of middle of the pack as far as their number is concerned, you know, 18th, 19th, 14th. But, again, the glaring one is the three-point shooting, you know, dead last in attempts and 28th in in makes, you know. Wait, total makes or percentage? Oh, excuse me. Hold on. Let me get that for you. Correct for Matt Peck. That is 30th in attempts. And 28th in three-pointers made. Okay, yeah, that makes
2: sense. Because last night I checked, like as far as their uh, accuracy on the three-point shots, they're like middle of the pack. Mm-hmm. Not great. Because mm-hmm. remember, that was the other thing about last season and that crazy hot start, and you Correct. mentioned it a minute ago, Will. They didn't take a ton of threes, but they were hitting them One at a crazy fire. clip.
1: And when that stopped happening, they, they completely, failed. <laughs> completely <laughs> fell apart. Right. They failed the fuck apart.
2: And off. then they also, on top of that, started shooting fewer and fewer as the season progressed. Yeah. They went from being dead last in three-point attempts to dead last by an even wider margin, and Maddie once Legend. again this season so far they find themselves dead last. Maddie Legend, and um, I think
1: that is that is an area for for concern for me still, because. Did you say Maddie Legend? I'm just processing that. Just because you whisper it doesn't make it less offensive, Dave. I just processed that very slowly. How you hear that,
3: but you ain't hear the golf course question out. I don't know, man. That was what
1: weird. Is that? I just could not understand it was, what you're You saying. you garbled it a little bit.
3: <laughs> I
2: literally I, said I, I didn't said it understand it until the the second time you heard it, and I just barely understood it the second time. He didn't understand so the So when second he time. asked you a third time, I was like, I understand.
3: So three times in? Yeah. It was garbled to you three times. In I'm it was speaking plain. English. David,
2: my friend, you have got to enunciate. In- oh, my
3: enunciation is amazing, sir. Is you it would not? Put this on me. It was, better it was or, a or than Joey? It was a complete uh, fail on my part. Better, <laughs> worse than Joey's
2: essay writing skills.
3: I haven't seen his essay writing skills. So but you know, know. know, there's an obvious semicolon. You know.
2: That was my way of <laughs> reminding Joey he owes me a term
3: paper. <laughs> Look what you done, Joey. Look what you turned this man into. Don't do this. It's Gonna 07. blow you all away. <laughs> do no, to I already wrote.
0: I had my thesis in the chat earlier. It's
3: got a thesis ready to go. Is yeah, did you paper. just copy and paste that from a
0: Google search bar of yes. mice and men? Yes,
3: because that's what it looked like.
0: <laughs> in Of Mice and Men, John Steinbeck shows the inevitable failure of the American dream through the lives of migrant workers during the. Okay, that's not yeah, even see, a, thesis. That's not an, a thesis. That's not a thesis. thesis that's a that's summary. Just a one a sentence plot summary. Yeah.
3: Dang, Joey. Well, all right. <laughs>
0: First of all, I know the steps to writing a good thesis. I just we'll, – we'll, we'll discuss later.
3: We can discuss it later. I don't, don't want to.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so Dave, Dave does not want to discuss it later. I would like to discuss it later. Yeah, he's Matt Peck. Perhaps it has
0: to be with you. It has to be arguable.
2: And maybe maybe we need to make this a parent-teacher conference as well. <laughs> Bring
3: we'll his see. family in? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it. We're out of time. Thank you, everybody, so much for joining us today. Hit that thumbs-up button before you head out of here. We will be back tomorrow. Bulls. West Coast trip continues late night. Nine PM mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
3: mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
3: Chicago. Time tip off. <laughs> what do I? Golf mm-hmm.
2: course. Mm-hmm. 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 That's how I say on TV. How
3: sad. <laughs> <laughs> Run <laughs> this back and check me out. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. We will be here for pregame at 8:30. We are going to be doing remote pregame and post-game tomorrow because it's a late one. But we will be here as in on YouTube. For pregame at 8:30. Mm-hmm. And then back for post-game mm-hmm. at, I don't know, midnight. Mm. Hopefully the Bulls make it worth our while for staying up late. Yes. Um, yeah. So we will see you tomorrow late night for pregame, 8:30 Central Time. In the meantime, you can hit us up on Twitter. Will underscore Gottlieb. I don't know ball sports. BOW! Joyce This is at Joey this on mm-hmm. Bulls underscore peck. We are at CHGO underscore bulls. Maddie Legend. Shout out, Jimmy, one more time. Safe travels to America soon. Can't wait to see you, bud. Uh, enjoy the rest of your Thursday. We uh, we got to get a rager going it's only here. Thursday. Damn.
3: Mm-hmm. A rager.
2: Yeah. It's your Thanksgiving.
3: Now y'all can have <laughs> Cool, baby. I'm good. We'll talk to you next time. See Steve you. next going time early, man.